you are listening to... <laughs> oh, right. We didn't introduce ourselves last time. Um, I'm Arielle. I'm Miriam. <laughs> and you're listening to Seven Minutes in Heaven. The sex news podcast by sluts for, for sluts. sluts. We'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So last episode, um, I said something about how all Republicans should die. Mm-hmm. And someone on Tinder who I was talking to listened to that episode. Um, and he said that I owe my our listeners an apology because we have this really strong platform. And like all I got from that was that he thinks that we have a strong platform. Yeah. So I wanted to do a little role play and read the conversation. So I'm going to be me, obviously. And you're going to be this kid, Mike. Okay. I think he wants me to say his name because he's like waiting for it. He's asking for it. Yeah. So this is a slightly edited version, but mostly not just in like the sequence of um, the order of what we said. It condensed it a little bit. So this is already like mid convo. Hit it. Here's a question for you. Oh, do I, should I do a dude voice? Here's a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that the Republicans that want you dead have similar feelings about you slash i would guess not i think there's a dangerous asymmetry in our politics don't you think if if you were to ask most conservatives what they think of progressives like yourself they would say they are naive and don't fully understand the consequences of their actions but the reverse fuck all conservatives in parentheses half the country there should be a mass genocide are you a republican no (laughs) I'm a Democrat that is fearful of progressives ruining our party. So tell me, why incite violence like that on your podcast? I would be equally as appalled if, I, if that came from someone on the right. You have a public voice now, and you've opened yourself to public scrutiny. Ho. <laughs> wait, wait. I think you meant how. I meant to write how. <laughs> I would have been pretty mad if he called you a hoe. Okay. How you can handle the accountability that comes with the power you wield. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> you can now handle the, or I don't know, whatever the fuck he said. I think you owe the listeners an apology. You heard about the six-week abortion ban in Georgia, right? I was awaiting. <laughs> I was waiting for a follow-up to that. Just to be clear, that's your justification for mass murder of half this country? No, I'm just asking. I'm also running around right now. I can't really answer you. Also, I feel like this is an in-person conversation unless you'd rather not have it. So what about the ban? I don't agree with it, but what does that have to do with this? I don't think of myself as having an influential platform, to be honest, so I suppose you're right. It's just that people who vote for the abortion ban and try to fuck with women's rights are the scum of the earth. Your your worms, (laughs) your words are harmful. If you aspire for this podcast to actually mean something in so city, that single sentence will backfire one day. In society. (laughs) (laughs) Shit resurfaces all the time, especially when the incriminating evidence is right on the web for everyone to access. The message you're sending is if someone has a different perspective than you, they deserve to die. You can make a compelling argument that's also very scummy. My message is that if you're a homophobic, racist, sexist, anti-Semitic misogynist, then I don't want you on this planet, but I get what you're saying. That wasn't your message, though. 
Your message was, if you're Republican, you should die. I really don't want to debate something like this over the phone. It's so annoying. Does a man that's fired up turn you on? Yeah, smiley face. I really can't wait for the preceding hate fuck after I show up on the first date with a MAGA hat on. I would literally leave if you wore a MAGA hat. I want you to think of me when you masturbate tonight. I bet you say that to all the girls. Will you think of me? I do not. Do you think I get into deep political conversations about complex political topics often? Yes. I'm super horny right now. Our disagreement aside, I think you're hot. Am I right, though? Not sweet. I think you're hot, too. (laughs) Tell me what you would do with my rock-hard cock. It's throbbing in my pants right now because of you. The way you stand up for women in society society is really getting me aroused. I don't know what I'd do with it because I've never seen your cock um, tongue out emoji face. You have so many rules. I'm just going to stop it there. (laughs) Um, Do you think that I owe our listeners an apology? Nah. No. Yeah. I mean, first of all, like, if you were the president, you wouldn't order a mass genocide of all the Republicans. (laughs) So, just joking. In Trump's America, Republican means something different. It means neo-Nazis. Yeah. And he said other stuff that I cut out that was like, um, there are people on the left who are also really radical. I mean, yeah, the radical leftists, far left, far left lefties, but at least, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. And like, okay, whatever, but they're not the party that stands for neo-Nazis yeah, and stands for, you know, keeping down women and people of color and trans people and gay people and like most people. Yeah. Literally everyone. More than 50% of the country. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, well, what about Jews who are Republicans? I'm like, yeah, because they're one issue voters and Republicans um, are pro-Israel, not because they like Jews. In fact, they hate (laughs) Jews. It's for their weird other Christian ideological reasons. So anyway, Mike, here's your shout out. I look forward to you <laughs> leaving a written review. Um, yeah, if you're trying to eat that pussy, you better write that review. Yeah, true that. So I think that this is a natural segue into the six-week abortion ban. Yeah. Super topical um, and super sad. I know. So it's called the heartbeat bill, just to break it down for everyone. Um, and so it bans abortions after a doctor is able to detect the fetal heartbeat in the womb, which is about six weeks after and before most women know they're pregnant. Six weeks after. A period. Six weeks after fertilization. Which is about six weeks of fertilization of the egg. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so rape and incest aren't exempt to this. Um, it becomes enforceable in 2020, but a lot of experts think it'll be overturned especially because so many Hollywood studios are pulling out of Atlanta mm-hmm. and like the governor is going to want that money. But it's not like didn't Iowa and Ohio. I'm not sure about Iowa. I know Ohio passed a similar bill. Yeah. I didn't really look into that one. I know Alabama is voting on there soon. Yeah. Um, and Alabama, they Alabama was trying to like completely ban abortion, ban abortion, which is, I mean, at the six-week mark, like that is that is basically a ban- banning all abortions. Yeah, like, yeah. How are you supposed to 
you you know there were misconceptions though people were saying that like you could go to jail if you have a miscarriage which isn't true but yeah, it's not if true. you have a miscarriage you might be investigated yes for having an illegal abortion or something so yeah that's kind of fucked up i mean that's very fucked up mm-hmm. the doctors will go to jail if they perform the abortion yeah that's yeah. the law in alabama right yeah and um and georgia right to yeah. disincentivize mm-hmm. that. so Maybe the women be- aren't really going to be incriminated but like, no doctor is going to want to perform abortions if they can go to prison for it. Exactly. Yeah. I tweeted something like, if you're from Georgia and you need an abortion, you can come stay here. But even if you have it outside of state, the law still counts. Yeah. You could get uh, prosecuted for yeah. that. So basically everyone just has to move out of Georgia before 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Immigrate. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. And I'm really sorry for people who are dealing with that yeah i guess um, we're dealing with it too because even though it's not our state it's still our country yes so you make know, america great again make sure you're registered to vote because the election is going to come sooner than you think and it's really hard to find time to do things so register to vote right now mm-hmm. pause this podcast or register to vote while you're listening <laughs> are we getting paid for this <laughs> no but you can dm me on smh pod if you have any questions about how to register to vote in your state I'll yeah dm her because i don't want to do that i'll do it Alyssa milano the actress <sighs> and activist she made the sex ban which i will say at first i was like yeah and then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> so Alyssa Milano tweeted, until women have legal control over our own bodies, we just cannot risk pregnancy. Join me by not having sex until we get bodily autonomy back. I'm calling for a hashtag sex strike. <gasps> yeah, so at first I was like, okay, that makes sense. We can't um, risk getting pregnant. But <laughs> that also harkens back to that uh thing we talked about in our sex toy episode the aristophanes book where all the ancient greek women were like we're not going to have sex with our husbands until the war is over yep and that that's where she's getting it from. yeah totally i asked people on orgasmic what they thought about it and so i want to share oh yeah 10 actually nine <laughs> of the best ones wow someone said they can still rape us Alyssa, and they <laughs> wrote rape r star pe never mm-hmm. seen that one it's not like some government official is going to be like, oh, fuck, the millennial girls don't want to fuck anymore. Sex isn't a reward for good behavior. Why should it be taken away for bad behavior? It might get men to finally start speaking up. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of women being gatekeepers for sex, so this is mm-hmm. not a strategy. Abortion is legal in my Australian country, so this seems totally crazy to me. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Men already don't care about our bodily autonomy. They will just rape us if we say strike. A good idea would just be limiting men to just eating out women so we can still have orgasms with a partner. This is very heteronormative. Yeah, but I think that they were really just trying to say um, just you don't have to ban P and V sex. Yeah. Okay, I have one more. (laughs) Bullshit. Men who don't care will not be affected. Women are punishing themselves. Also, we're not providers and they're not consumers. Why are we implying implying that we're punishing them? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the biggest thing. that We're we're withholding something that we... Like, I want to have sex. Yeah. I I can't get abortions. I want to, like, soothe my soul. (laughs) (laughs) Dry my tears with your penis. What if she really doesn't believe this and just wants to start a conversation? doubtful but it definitely does draw attention to the fact that there is an abort like 
a lot of people know there's an abortion ban in Georgia, but this is kind of a, a exciting thing to say and talk about. Yeah, and like an outrage, clickbait kind of thing. So maybe it'll spread awareness to people who didn't necessarily know about yeah. the abortion ban. Really what should be going on is that men should be speaking up more and male journalists should not write these wrong headlines about the the heartbeat bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just like fucking support us, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona State Legislature passed mm-hmm. a resolution declaring porn a public health crisis. <laughs> this isn't the first state to do so. Um, and it's just a resolution which doesn't really mean anything. Um, so what is a resolution? resolution? It's like we should we should consider that this is an issue and then do something about it. Oh, so so it's like a statement. Yeah, it's like this is a, a crisis and oh we as a God. state are saying it to everyone. <laughs> Um, they are urging the state to systematically prevent exposure and addiction about porn. (laughs) The resolution claims that pornography is a crisis leading to a broad spectrum of individual and public health impacts. And it also says that porn contributes to the hypersexualization of teens and normalizes violence against women and the increasing, which increases the demand for sex trafficking, prostitution, and child pornography. Arizona cares so much about women that they want to ban abortions. (laughs) Um, Fuck you, Arizona. So the director, last week. the director of sexual assault research initiative at the Kinsey Institute said, "I do not believe that existing research supports the idea that pornography, or it might be, or what might be more precisely called sexually explicit media, is causing widespread health problems." <laughs> The claim that recent research indicates that pornography is potentially biologically addictive and requires increasingly shocking material for the addiction to be satisfied is also quite misleading. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of disagreement among scientists about whether pornography use is psychologically addictive, but a large bulk of the existing research suggests that it is not accurate to apply an addictions model to use of pornography. I was reading, I did like a pornography presentation my senior year of college. Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? And I was reading that a uh, pornography addiction is no different than like a shopping addiction or a workout addiction because it does release dopamine. And if you like have addicted an addictive personality, you might use it as a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. but it's not inherently addictive the way like opiates are. addictive. Right. Like you don't go into withdrawal. Yeah. You have an impulse problem. Right. And I wonder what Arizona is doing about the opiate problem in comparison to this pornography situation, because if they don't have clinics and safe injection clinics and they're not giving out free needles, then they probably shouldn't be declaring anything else a public health crisis before. Let's review this next episode. Yeah. Your job. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Back to you, Miriam. Porn star Taylor Jackson filmed herself having sex in a Tesla on autopilot. What? <laughs> so she was fucking this dude in a Tesla that was driving itself. Uh, there's pic- like I didn't watch it, but in the article it said that there were videos of like you could see the car moving without them driving it. That's really hot. Fucking. It's hot. <laughs> but then she said that she inadvertently knocked herself into the steering wheel, turning off autopilot mid coitus. So like that could have been really dangerous. But anyway. <laughs> Wait, so nothing happened? <laughs> nothing happened. She, like, caught it, I guess. Wow. But, uh, the And video... they were in the driver's seat. Yeah. Like, why not be in the back seat? I mean, then you couldn't, like, I don't know if something happens. I think the rule is that you're supposed to 
still be sitting and alert and like in driver mm-hmm. mode so they're already breaking the l- rules so why not fully break it but mm-hmm. Pornhub like <laughs> had a funny tweet that was like I won't tell Elon Musk you're breaking the rule <laughs> but Elon Musk saw the oh okay so the video has had has over six million views on Pornhub and Taylor Jackson tweeted holy shit I made Tesla the number one search on Pornhub which is funny for yeah. like a week or whatever well, and then Elon Musk <laughs> Elon Musk saw the video and he said turns out there's more ways to use autopilot than we imagined oh yeah you didn't imagine that yeah Elon. I didn't think of that one okay buddy yeah so I think that's why he made the cars to begin with yeah back to you Ariel. <laughs> transgender teens in schools with bathroom restrictions are at a higher risk of sexual assault whoa a study says and this is an article I found on CNN so researchers research Researchers study data uh, from 3,673 teens ages 13 to 17 from this LGBTQ teen study. Uh, They found that 35.9% of students in the study reported being a victim of sexual assault in the past year. I'm sorry, that was 25.9% of students Mm. in the study reported being a victim of sexual assault in the past year, whereas 36% of trans or uh, non-binary teens who had restroom locker room restrictions were victims. So Shit. much higher proportion. Um, research has shown that restrictive policies draw unwanted negative attention to trans and gender non-binary mm. teens. But until this study, it wasn't clear whether there was a connection to sexual violence. This is uh, the lead author, Gabriel Murchison, said. And he explained that the study can only establish an association, not whether the restrictions themselves caused the sexual assault, um, he says, but they are certainly a strong indicator of environments where kids are at risk. So right. all this is to show, like, even if if you're not comfortable with this, there is data to show that it negatively affects these people. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you feel comfortable with it or not or what you think is normal. You're putting people at risk of being sexually assaulted. Yeah. So. I mean, if you have like a trans woman going into a men's bathroom and she totally presents as a woman. That sounds like a really scary situation to be in as a woman. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know the context of how these assaults occur, but yeah, I think it just means a more hostile environment yeah. towards these people, less respect. And if you like respect yeah. people, it's degrading. Yeah. Back to you, Miriam. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys listened to early episodes of our podcast, but believe it was episode one or two that we talked about it's episode two uh laura de carlo made this amazing vibrator the ose which does dual stimulation with your clitoris and your g-spot and it mimics a tongue on your clit and it's like a smart vibrator i believe so it like learns how to make you come better oh yeah that's so cool so uh they won an award at the consumer electronics show in las vegas at the start of the year and then the reward got taken back because it was sexually inappropriate Mm -hmm. they just got their award (laughs) given back so they have their award again and that's really great and i think it was because there was a lot of uproar and yeah and there was um was it ohio gave them money oregon oregon because they're based in oregon i think oh yeah okay well that makes sense pretty sure they're based in oregon yeah because i looked for jobs there and i was like oh no you were looking in oregon no, I was looking at Laura DiCarlo for jobs. Oh. I was like, oh, they're based in Oregon. I can't do it. No, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Too far away. <laughs> Couldn't be that far from you. All right, back to you, Ariel. 
Okay. Singapore outlaws revenge porn and cyber flashing. Lit. Yeah. Um, cyber flashing. That's just like uh, sending a dick pic. Oh. Wait, you know what? One time I was at Brookfield Place in the cafeteria in line for a salad at Chopped. And I'm just on my phone. And someone airdropped me a picture of their dick. Mm, classic. It's kind of crazy. Did Could you like, did you look around? I just like freaked out and clicked decline. But I wish <laughs> I at least taken a screenshot or accepted it so that I could like prosecute them. Would you get their number? No, I don't think so. I have no idea. Oh, I like get some weird stuff like that on the subway sometimes. I'm like, are you getting service right now? Am I? (laughs) How am I getting service? Fuck. (laughs) Um, So revenge porn is punishable punishable by up to five years and maybe a fine and a caning. It's like pretty retro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then cyber flashing, aka dick pics, is punishable punishable by up to a year in prison or a fine. And if the recipient is younger than fourteen, then the sender could get up to two years. So damn, yeah, that's good. It's cool that they're taking a stance on revenge porn and stuff. I saw a Cosmo headline that dick pics or I guess cyber flashing might become illegal soon. I just feel like it's so hard to define the legality, you know, like a dick pic. I mean, I wouldn't want like someone I was wanting to receive a dick pic from to get arrested for sending me a dick pic. But what if we got into a fight and I'd be like, look, he sent me a dick pic. Hmm, Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's like kind of the same thing as. Well, is that revenge porn? No, if I tried to get him arrested for sending me a dick pic, even though he had sent it to me. I know, but I wonder if that would then be, okay, not, I guess not porn, revenge dick pic. Yeah, (laughs) I guess I probably wouldn't do that because I'm not, like people probably wouldn't do that. Yeah, we should look into these laws though in the wording of it and like how it would make sense. Um, But ladies, if you're getting dick pics, charge, unsolicited dick pics, charge $15 or block the person who sent it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I've made $15 so far. Nice. <laughs> so one person. <laughs> it was one person, but they did send me multiple pictures, um, and I'm like, I... It's 15 per, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to you, Miriam. California has approved their new sex ed guidelines that we talked about a few episodes back. I don't remember which one. But required topics include the safety and effectiveness of different contraceptive methods, STIs, gender identity, sexual orientation, and healthy relationships. So it even includes talking to kindergartners about their gender identity. And it was funny because I actually, the first article, there was a lot of information on it in my Google alerts this week, but Mm -hmm. the first article that came up was from like a really conservative uh, media website. And they were Mm -hmm. like, they're going to be teaching gender identity to kindergartners. Why not just show them porn? And then they were like (laughs) talking about the gay agenda. They were like, gay people don't only want to shove their lifestyle in our faces they're trying to indoctrinate our children into their lifestyle it was kind of crazy and oh, like man. crazy that people actually think that way and write articles about that and then was this Breitbart or like a religion site? it was some weird california um specific site uh-huh. i don't know it wasn't Breitbart, or i don't think it was religious either oh, fuck them. it must have been religious yeah realistically definitely religiously charged but that's amazing yeah yeah getting the conservatives angry is always a happy thing (laughs) yeah i mean california's killing it as always i hope the other states do and we've talked about this before but i just never even thought like i've always thought yeah obviously we should be teaching sex ed but i've never thought that sex ed should include something like i I thought consent and gay lgbtq and all these different topics made sense but i never thought that healthy relationships were something that should be talked about in sex ed not Mm -hmm. that i'd 
don't think it should be, but it just never entered my mind. And I think that's so smart. And it's crazy that we don't talk about that when we talk about sex because yeah. relationships and sex are so really. So you didn't to have a other. section on that when you were in, in high school? No, we talked about, and my high school was really liberal. Yeah. Like, yeah. We you were the, in Westchester. Yeah. We did the banana condom thing. My <laughs> teacher basically told me it was cool to smoke pot and do shrooms, you know, like they were really chill. But we just didn't talk about what a healthy relationship looks like. I mean, mm. maybe I missed that day. <laughs> <laughs> it could have, yeah, it could have been like boring. Like a one day thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, I really don't think we did. And we, we watch like retro videos um, of like, this is what consent is and et cetera. So it was kind of like you could fall asleep while watching mm. it. They did cover it though, but it wasn't like intense. And I think I think that you have to teach that stuff younger, like in middle school, not in high school. And it's like... I don't think it should be taught once. Yeah. I learned about sex in fifth grade and then I learned about sex in 10th grade. Mm -hmm. And then I was lucky because I took AP psych and my AP psych teacher was amazing. I love her. And she told us about like the clitoris and one of our assignments was to go home and taste ourselves. And I remember one of the guys in my class was like, ew, what? And she said, if you expect someone else to taste you, you should know what you taste like. Oh my God. Wait, like, like taste your cum? Yeah, like, or put a finger in your vagina. And oh, okay. Taste it. That's so funny. And yeah. then did you guys report? No, we the didn't taste? report back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, the kids could have handled that one. <laughs> Yo, if that happened in my school, there would be an issue. I know. People just love this teacher so much. She's that's incredible. really awesome. Yeah. She probably got away with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think I owe my sex positivity in large part, obviously, to my parents, but to her too. For Let's sure. get her on the pod. That would be sick. Let's do it. I'll hit her She's around. in Westchester. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we go to like, her classroom. Trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. I should send her this podcast. Yeah, dude. I'm going to send it to you. You know who you are. I won't say your name because I don't want to fuck you up. What are we talking about today? Nipples. Nipples. I feel like that was really loud. Okay. What are we talking about today? Nipples. So you recently got a breast reduction. I did. And my nipple right now is so fucking sensitive. Is it? So you got a reduction in one boob. Yes. To make them the same size. Yes. And so your one nipple is very sensitive. Yeah. And the other nipple isn't. No, because I didn't have anything, any work done there. Is that weird to have like that kind of asymmetry? Yeah. It's like my nipple is just always turned on right now. But the other <laughs> nipple is like, eh. Yeah, it's just chilling. It's fine. Um, <laughs> sometimes it will hurt. And then other times it's just crazy. Like, uh, like wind passes by. I mean, you were touching it last night, right? Yeah, you were like yeah. poking. Yeah. Oh my God. I was it's like, just... do you feel that? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about nipples just because um I had the surgery done. Miriam. Yes. <laughs> have you ever had a nipple gasm? I think so. Really? Yeah. Tell me about it. So it's not something that I could just like first you have to make me come in other ways mm-hmm. and then you go for that. But yeah, if someone's like sucking on it and kind of playing with them right and mm-hmm. like I feel like you might not just it can't just be my nipples. There has to be like boob okay yeah 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 though yeah yeah cool lucky you (laughs) it gets like it's like a shiver down your spine no that's really cool I don't have them a lot because I think people you know the classic thing is make out make out make out go down the neck suck on the neck then 
kind of go down to the boobs and then suck on the boobs like longer than you sucked on the neck for, which (laughs) whatever, then kind of work your way down my stomach and then to my vagina. Yeah. And people don't really know that you can have a nipple gossam. Yeah. It's not like something that you focus on, but, uh, this study published in 2011 in the journal of sexual medicine. And the reason that we can have a nipple gasm is because when nipples are stimulated, um, it activates the same area in the brain as your genitals when those are stimulated. Mm. So they hooked up 11 women to an fMRI um, and like had people touch areas of their body to simulate them. Um, so one of the lead authors said when the nipples are stimulated, oxytocin is released, which causes the same uterine and vaginal contractions associated with orgasms. This brings more flood to the genitals and can trigger an orgasm. Mm. Yep. And this could be, this is for men too. Yeah. That's crazy to me that, that men it's for men too, it? because for women, our nipples are there because it produces milk for our yeah. babies to drink. And that creates, promotes bonding that releases oxytocin. So Mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense that those wires kind of get crossed a little bit, Mm -hmm. but men don't breastfeed. Have you ever been with a dude who likes nipple ply? I, I'll go for it sometimes. Yeah. And some guys like are down. Yeah. But I've never been with anyone who's like, oh yeah, (laughs) you know, but I like to lick a nipple. It's fun. Bite it. I've like never successfully done it with anyone because they're like, why are you touching my nipple? I'm like, well, look, it's getting hard. You see? (laughs) Don't you see? (laughs) He doesn't, they don't feel it. They just, it doesn't arouse them. And they're just like, it feels like you're touching my nipple, but it's not doing anything for me. Gotcha. Yeah. But you were saying men can have an orgasm with their nipples. Well, it, it can be sexually stimulating for them. So I think that if you do it enough, you can, you know, right. I mean, if it's in the same brain spots as your genitals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like, why why not? I'm going to go into my study then. Go in. Cool. Um, So this is just like basic. It's called nipple breast stimulation and sexual arousal in young men and women. And this was uh, conducted in 2006. So this was actually the first study on the role of nipple play in influencing men and women during lovemaking is Mm, what they call it, which is super cute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So before it was always just speculation, like... Oh, yeah, I guess nipple play is, like, arousing. So for the method, um, they created a short questionnaire about nipple and breast stimulation during a sex activity, and they gave it to 301 sexually active undergraduate students between the ages of 17 and 29. So the results. Overall, most young adult women like nipple play, and about half of men like mm. it. Not that they like it, that they, that it sexually arouses them. Mm. Um, and like seven to eight percent don't like it, and not that they don't get aroused; they just like don't like it. Um, so for women, eighty-one and a half percent reported that nipple play caused or enhanced sexual arousal. Seventy-eight point two percent agreed that when sexually aroused, nipple play increased that arousal. ask their partners to play with their nipples during sex. And 7.2 report that nipple play decreased their arousal. Oh. For the men. 51.7% report that nipple play caused or enhanced sexual arousal. So Mm. that, again, compared to 81% of women, which makes sense. Still more than half. Mm Mm-hmm. Marginally. (laughs) 39% agreed that nipple play increased their sexual arousal once they were sexually aroused. Right. 17.1% have asked for them to be stimulated, Mm -hmm. and I just have not gotten any of those men. Yeah. And 7.5% report nipple cray decreasing their arousal, which is super similar to the women, 7.2%. 
I mean, this is totally like my own conjecture, but if the rates are the same between women and men, it might just be like some people just don't enjoy it. Some people are like, maybe it's too sensitive. Maybe you don't feel anything and it just feels awkward. Yeah. There could be so many reasons, especially why for women, why they don't like it. Maybe they don't feel one in their bodies. Maybe they're trans and like they don't know it yet Mm, or they know it. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with their breasts. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on the study? Um, I think it's really cool that about half of men in the study, at least, were down for nipple play. And I Mm -hmm. think that that I mean, this is obviously a total guess. But if I asked most of my female friends, my heterosexual female friends, if they've sucked on a nipple, they would probably say no. Yeah. Just based on what I know about my friends. Yeah, I agree. So I think if you are having sex with a man who has nipples, (laughs) so probably anyone, Mm -hmm. you should try sucking on them. Yeah. Or I mean, ask. Yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, I think the thing that might freak men out, and again, this is also just conjecture, um, is that it's kind of a reversal of roles. Totally, you know? totally. Like, even I felt that way when I've sucked on a guy's nipple. I've been like, whoa, you know? Mm-hmm. So that might just be kind of a weird mental block that they might have. I like that to be aware that some men might be into it and offer it because they probably would not ask. And yeah. Yeah, they 17% ask for it to be stimulated. Yeah. And probably because they're the ones who know that they really like it. So, yeah. worth a shot. Mm-hmm. But if your question's about sex, not snakes, then ask it here on Sex Questions. So this week we have a very long email from a <laughs> listener. Because <laughs> we him. always complain about not having context. So yeah. She provided us with a lot of context, context. aplenty. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to feel this out. And yeah. we're going to call her... Uh, Charlie. Charlie. I love Charlie for a girl, you know? It's like... Inspired by Seth Rogen's new movie. Oh. Yeah. Cool. It's amazing. You guys should see it. Okay, go. Hi, I'm Charlie BTW. So I have an ongoing thing with a friend of of mine that I wouldn't say is quite at the level of friends with benefits, but definitely could qualify as booty calling. (laughs) We don't fuck because I have herpes, which I was proactive about telling him, and he understandably chooses not to risk exposure even with a condom. Cool. We pretty much just hardcore make out, bite, spank, tease, finger, and I blow him, which I love, even though he doesn't go down on me because, again, herpes. But this is an agreed-upon thing. But even the limited stuff we are able to do is super hot and incredibly charged, and oof, I can't even imagine what sex would be like. Fuck. (laughs) So we'll meet up in cars, hot, or their apartment, and pretty much get down to business. And I leave shortly after. I personally wouldn't mind some casual hangs before and or after, and we do have non-sexual conversations all the time and swap music, recommend each other shows, play board games with mutual friends. My point is that there is a basis of familiarity and shared interests there. When I go to leave, he'll walk me to the door and say, bye, see you later. And I'll let him know when I'm home safe, and he'll respond with a short, good, I'm glad, type of text. So a friendly tone overall. Sounds like they're dating. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or like she wants to date him. Yeah. Or them. Sorry. That was a... Okay. But I'm such a, like, casual, physical signs of care person, and I always want to, like, sling an arm around him and give him a little goodbye squeeze before I leave. It feels natural to me, but I pretty read... 
steadily read a vibe of almost uncertainty from him. I'm not stupid and have considered that he could be pulling a fuckboy routine on me by just being nice enough to get me to the point of blowing him and then detaching. But given how he treats me the rest of the time, I genuinely don't think that's him. Question mark. At the beginning of our arrangement, he asked me, so you're not looking for a relationship, right? Are you down to just have fun? And I told him that was exactly what I was looking for, and I meant it. But I don't know if he's used to people meaning what they say or being as upfront as me. Ha ha. So when I introduced the concept of aftercare to him last time, I think he probably thought of it as more catching feeling standpoint. And I don't know how to impress upon newbies the concept of aftercare as a simple aspect of the sexual process and not necessarily one of emotional dependence. Because I'm assuming that they're practicing BDSM if she's referencing aftercare. I think she just means giving a kiss goodbye. Like cuddling after sex. Yeah. I told him, hey, so after whatever we do, it would feel a lot better to me if I could just hang out for a little bit and just chat or just decompress quietly. And he said that was totally fine, but didn't necessarily understand the concept behind it. I never realized how difficult it is to explain to people who've never heard it. So I brought up the brief hangs as a form of aftercare and went to kind of slowly work on improving that before I bring up, hey, so can I hug slash kiss you goodbye? Because I feel like currently it might just scare him off. Thoughts, personal experiences? So she she did bring it up to him. Yeah, so she she brought up just chilling or maybe cuddling Mm -hmm. after sex, but she wants to work up to giving a hug or a kiss goodbye after sex. Um, Sorry for laughing. (laughs) No, I mean, I get that. Like with um, the one guy that I used to hook up with, like we weren't even friends because, or I I guess our relationship evolved as to, it would just be like, we're only hanging out so that we can have sex and I'm immediately going to leave or like maybe I'll stay and talk, whatever. I don't know. But we never kissed after because it was like that kind of crossed the line into being more romantic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you said, Charlie said that she's very open and I feel like she should just say to him like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling it. Um, And let me know where you're at. And if he rejects the idea, then she just has to decide if she um, is willing to go through with that it's also like the more you have sex with someone the more of a relationship you build even if it's purely sex i just i hate this whole fucking thing of guys or at least in my experience men thinking that friends with benefits means that you don't respect me because obviously i wouldn't do that but a lot of guys try to bring up a friends with benefits sort of thing but then it's like by friends with benefits they really just mean benefits they don't mean friends yeah and they Mm -hmm. just want to have sex but then they don't want to like talk to me after cuddle i mean this is just in the past yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not having sex currently unfortunately Boom. probably because i won't put up with this behavior <laughs> but yeah i think it's totally reasonable of you to want to cuddle after sex you have a surge of oxytocin you want to be close to someone especially you're getting fingered you said it's really good makes sense that you would want to cuddle after and if he's not willing to accommodate that you're just going to feel shitty yeah i, I would mean, just ask just, for it yeah and then if he doesn't want to do that then just stop i mean i know a lot of people have said to me that they don't like to women. They don't like to cuddle afterwards because it's putting up a wall for themselves that they don't Mm -hmm. get attached. And that's something that I would do too. Like the, the more aftercare I have with someone else, the stronger the feelings are going to be. And then it becomes confusing for me if it's like, Oh, this is supposed to be casual. But now, even if I don't actually like their personality, my heart (laughs) or like my vagina is saying something different. 
Um, and it all just becomes really confusing. But also what's the point of having continuous sustained sexual relationship with someone if you don't want to, I mean, like be with, like hang out with them. Yeah. Because in the end, I mean, not saying that a relationship is the end goal, but if you are, if you have really good sexual chemistry. So what is a friend with benefits? Why, why would you have one? My, my, I feel like the best reason to have a friends with benefit is when you're um, friends with benefits is when you're in grad school and you're really busy or you're, you're in a time in your life where you're like not stable and so you can't commit to someone. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just dating. Yeah. And you can you can have like a more sexual relationship. You can only have sex with them and not do things outside of sex with them. But But then when you do that, I feel like you don't have that. You don't get, do the aftercare. Because that becomes more intimate and less just sex. And that's not friends. It's just benefits. I mean, I've had, I think, yeah, I might just be in a different mentality because for me, being friends with benefits are like, I guess I've never really necessarily done that or had an arrangement like that. For me, it's always been, we just have sex. And then sometimes as you continue to have sex, you get closer Mm -hmm. or you continue to have sex and then you decide you don't really want to hang out with them anymore and And you stop. uh, Okay. And then you're saying you don't go on dates. You're not like that kind of dating. Yeah. You're sleeping with each other. Yeah. So yeah, just, it's just, it's all about the, the framing of it. Friends with benefits is one type of relationship, but it, that's not an umbrella term for sleeping with someone. Yeah. And so I guess they've established a friends with benefits relationship or Mm. not even that, but he said, I'm not looking for anything serious. Yeah. And she said she also isn't. Yeah. I think they they have to reevaluate their feelings for each other. And it sounds like she does. She is into him. I mean, they're playing board games together and stuff. Like he might just be emotionally unavailable or like, you know, depressed or something. I feel like this reminds me of me with the guy that I was saying earlier this year. Like I would hang out with him and his roommates all the time. We would play board games. We like he took me out to dinner even sometimes, but we weren't. He didn't want to be exclusive. Yeah. Because he was emotionally unavailable. And I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, and you don't have to be exclusively dating to treat someone with respect. respect. Yeah, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah. So bottom line here is just open communication and tell them how you really feel. It feels like you you feel confident doing that already. And if he rejects it, then that's your decision if you want to put up with that or not. Yeah. Get a body pillow, too. Those are great. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe to... Seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. Follow the Instagram SMH pod. Email us the SMH pod at gmail.com. And uh, bye. Bye.